My name is Carly and I am an entrepreneur. These are the real, raw, and honest stories of myself, my colleagues, and my dearest friends, how we followed our dreams and continue to scale the mountain of success every day. Learn what it takes to make the next step and join us on the climb. Get ready to pull up your boss straps because this is Bossy Club. Hi, guys. Well, it has been a week, hasn't it? I was able to sit down before election results with my dear colleague and friend, Art Magana. He is so amazing. He's one of those people that you just connect with, and he's kind. He's so sweet. He shares his journey about um, immigrating to California to pursue all um, all the dreams that he had, music and uh, entrepreneurship. And I get really emotional in the beginning of this, talking about that process for him. And he's someone that deserves the world and has seized every opportunity that life has given him. And so I just want to welcome Art, and I really hope you enjoy this as much as I enjoyed interviewing him. Well, thank you, Art, for coming on the podcast. I know that this is like a crazy time in the world too um, for entrepreneurs and for just everyone in general. So I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. You're one of my favorite people. I um, I wanted the audience to kind of know about you and the backstory that you have and, and where you are now. So feel free to share anything and everything. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, here we go. Um, it's, it's quite quite a, a colorful background. Um, so I'm, I'm from Mexico. I was born in Mexico. Um, and my family, uh, my dad is a U.S. citizen, um, albeit from a Mexican background. Um, so when I was about four years old, we moved from Mexico back to L.A., where my dad is from. And, um, and we were here for quite a while, about eight years, moved back to Mexico because, you know, as any Mexican family, it, it just calls to you, you know, a family and, and Mexican culture is like the center of the world, you know, and, and as such, there's such a, a, a pull to just be with them. So we ended up going back. My mom is like is one of six sisters, and all the sisters, all her sisters have um, kids. So like all of my cousins were basically like brothers. So we went back with them back to the the hive, so to say, and um, and we were there for another eight years. And I um, came back to LA on my own, and um, this time I was uh, focused on on just kind of my own personal development and, and all sorts of fields. Um, I am a musician and I've always been a musician since I can remember, um, you know, reaching the, the keys of our, of our organ. Uh, I've been playing music and figuring, figuring it out on my own. I did take a lot of classes and played in orchestras and bands and all of that. But in Mexico, the ceiling at the time felt really low for me as far as my musical career. So um, having the ability to come back to the States and having, you know, basically 
all the lawful documentation to come to the States was always something that weighed heavily on me because I've, I've, I've seen so many immigrants, um, you know, make that track that, that is um, very, very hard, daunting uh, sacrifice. And also um, they, they do it without documentation and, and they sacrifice so much. So for me, having the ability to do things on a legal uh, in a legal manner, just felt like I owed it to them, to those people, to to do the best that I could with wow. that opportunity. So I came back to uh, I came back stateside and uh, and just dove right into um, whatever the the stage of life at, at the time. I was just my early twenties, so I was just out there looking for a job and just working everything that I could and and trying to get better at everything that I could and you know every bit of money that I would gather I would invest in my studio and um yeah so that's the backstory and here here I am today with all sorts of other fun stuff that have happened since I moved here I moved here here in 2004 um so I'm going on on 16 years here yeah wow amazing I didn't know that about you but I was finding myself kind of getting choked up over that like that yeah just like just the kind of reality I mean I was obviously born here and grew up here so yeah unfortunately you know like privilege tends to be lost on me sometimes because it's just it is the way it is right like and um, just to see the you know the just the simplest thing that I was given is like something you fight for is just like, it makes me emotional. (laughs) Um, And and just just knowing you like, and how hard you work and how smart, um, like just brilliant you are in business. And like, even just like last week, we were talking about some business stuff together by the phone. And I just look up to you so much. And you're one of the people in the industry that I just feel like we're on the same level. Like we kind of look at it um, just a, a one level deeper kind of, of like, you know, I could do this, but then also like, where's the hole in the market here? And like, how can I like continue to build um, my life for my myself and my family? And like, I just respect that so much. So. Thanks um, Carly. Yeah. That's, that's really nice. I think, I think, you know, our experience is something that we cannot, deny for a second are equally or maybe more more importantly are our emotions right so the way that like I tie in everything that you just said is like don't don't deny either you know like appreciate them a lot of people find themselves in a situation right now um, very similar to what you just explained as far as the privilege of, of being born here and having certain situations just basically laid out for you without you uh, putting any any effort and a lot of people feel a a certain way about that and um and i think that's totally normal and and it just shows that you're human right and like embrace embrace those feelings there is such thing as 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 guilt in that and and you shouldn't deny it you should just look at look at it for what it is embrace it and it'll make you more appreciative of everything that you do uh, henceforth and the same goes with with your experience on the business end right um, yeah. as bad as as an experience could have been somewhere it's a learning opportunity and it's something that you carry with you wherever you go so 
that's just how how I look at it, and I think that's why you and I connect so well is that we're both um, we're both trees with a lot of a lot of rings around our bark in in some ways, and it's it's nice to be able to share in in a lot of those experiences. Yeah, absolutely. So you you did music. Um, you started investing in your studio. And then when, when did you start doing DJing? Um, it, it did happen very organically. One of the projects that, that I got into musically um, uh, saw me rapping. So that's, that's another fun uh, nugget. Yeah, I was, I'm a former rapper. And, you know, that's not to say that I don't do it anymore. I just think of it more as poetry now. But yeah, I, so one of my projects I was producing music was basically like electro rap. So I was producing music and rapping along with um, with a friend of mine. Uh, she was a rapper as well. So the format for live shows just lended itself to DJing, right? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of um, developed that that need to go play at clubs. You know, the type of music that we were doing um saws at clubs rather than at concert venues right so like it was just a matter of learning how to dj so i can mix our songs and then rap along with them and then afterwards you know just kept the party going and keep keep djing so it just happened very naturally so mm-hmm. um i've only been DJing. well not only it's a long time but i've been djing for about 10 10 to 12 years now oh, give wow. or take yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, music, I've been doing it for like thirty years or so. Yeah, and then so okay, so something sometimes that I struggle to um, when I'm learning something new, and the people that are listening to are gonna, are generally people that haven't started their entrepreneurial journey yet. Is like, how did you find opportunity? I guess like in a new field that you were like, okay, well, I'm gonna just like. Where do you like does that make sense like where do you go to like start totally so I'll, I'll just i'll just explain exactly what happened to me in, in the in the dj scenario because i do think that um a lot a lot can be um left up to you where you go out and, and seek it um and in other uh, instances it'll seek you out right so it just depends on on the circumstances um, and your character as well some people are are so driven that they that they are just seeking for it and working tirelessly tirelessly for it and and maybe they'll they'll skip past an opportunity that was staring them in the face um, because of their drive to get to some place that may or may not be better than that opportunity but better Basically, what happened to me is, uh, as I mentioned, you know, it was just an organic transition into DJing. So I, I started DJing these these events, and then, sure enough, people liked how I DJed, and then started hiring me to DJ at clubs and and parties and stuff like that. And then, you know, with the eventual progressions of in life of those that are around you, your friends and family people start getting married, right? People start getting hitched and they're like, oh, we need a DJ. Well, we know art, let's see if he can do it. So um, so I got, I started to get hit up by my friends and family to DJ their, their weddings. Um, and I would do one and from that one, you know, people would come up to me and be like, oh my God, 
like, can I get your name and your business card? And I was like, I don't have a business card. I'm just like this DJ dude. Um, I'm like, I, I don't even DJ like that seriously, right? And, and you know, one event after another, um, each one would lead to an opportunity to do two more events. And and obviously, I'm, I think the, the, the lesson here for your listeners is as as I was seeing this kind of uh, pattern and this progression, um, I came aware of like how I could be more prepared so that I could take advantage of what was happening. You know, I could have very easily just ridden that wave and, and, and it would have died down eventually, but I saw what was happening. Um, I, I saw that I had just kind of this natural talent to do what I was doing and people gravitated towards it so I, I took it upon myself to um, prepare myself in, in, in the back end so obviously getting super awesome business cards uh, dialed in and then you know le- learning the hard lessons of, of income uh, and taxes um, in those first years of like where do you report where do you not report I never was too versed on that matter so um I, I learned the hard way, basically, of like that threshold where uh, a certain amount of income you have to report it, and and if you don't, then you can get yourself into uh, pretty big trouble. And I fortunately I didn't get into any trouble. I I, I sought out advice from people that were maybe uh, a few steps ahead of me, which is a, a big lesson to your listeners too, uh, is to contact people and connect with people that. Uh, may know a little bit more and and um, so yeah I got some advice I basically uh, started my my LLC which mm-hmm. is art music productions um, and I op- I continue to operate to this day under under that LLC um, not only under providing DJ services but uh, music services as well I score um, soundtracks and, and just make jingles for commercial reasons and whatnot um yeah so it basically the opportunity came to me and then it was like a, a matter of me uh acknowledging it and then doing what i could to um to take advantage of the situation yeah yeah that's kind of um you kind of said it um best but yeah i was thinking that it's like you have to kind of be aware of what's in front of you and then react because if you're like oh cool yeah i just do this thing on the side like it's always going to be a thing on the side but unless you're like oh there's other people that like want to hire me to do this like yeah you know yeah and the weird thing is that like like many of us we find ourselves in a situation where we didn't necessarily you know when we set out to do to conquer the world in our in our young spirits you know being an event dj was definitely not something that that i had my eye on but it it came to be and i was able to do it in a way that um was very fulfilling for me and i think that's that's also a big you know life lesson is that sometimes um things come that you weren't necessarily seeking but if you're able to uh make the most of it and and not sacrifice who you are, you know, then, then it could be a really great situation, which, you know, for me, DJing 
ends up being super awesome. You know, I, I play for, you know, I've worked with you a bunch of times and I think that um, the market, the niche, niche that I'm in is, is super awesome, right? Because it's not like a, a situation where I have to sacrifice my own taste or anything like that. I work with a lot of like-minded folk and that yeah. is great. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. Um, so like, you don't just do this. I feel like you're a man of many talents and hats. And so like, you're not just a musician, but like, you're kind of, I, I resonate with you where we're like, oh, here's this like other thing. Here's like a hole in the market. Like, how can I build this system to bring jobs and like bring a business that is an amazing business so to speak so like i know you did that with ballet can you talk about how that like where did that come from definitely definitely another another um situation that uh just kind of rolled up on me and so basically you know um as a as a musician does you have your day job right and and i've gone from day job to day to day job you know and eventually i ended up working for a valet company um, that worked at special events um, in in Los Angeles, and um, and I was employed by a, a friend of mine who ran the company, and I was basically the operations manager. And um, one thing to another, um, I hopped seats and became the owner of of the company um, without you know going into how that happened. Well, well, in a way, I kind of want to express a little bit about, about how that happened because that's, that could be another situation um, oh. where uh, your listeners can, can be like, you know, with their eyes open. Because basically that's, that's all that happened is I was in a situation where um, this company uh, was run in a certain way that, that didn't kind of work out for their, their clients, right? So this company lost a lot, a lot of their clients. And I... Um, saw the opportunity to branch out and I knew, I guess I was a little bit more in touch with what these clients were looking for. And I knew I had the ability to provide them what they were looking for. And so I did take the leap of faith and, and the big, you know, risk of jumping in on my own. Um, and I should clarify, I wasn't entirely on my own. I, I, I partnered up with a good friend of mine um, Justin, who you know, um, with Huntington Catering, I partnered up with him, and we we gave it a gave it a shot. Um, I took all of my experience that I had in working and running that company for a couple of years, and basically just switched uh, headspace to being the owner and operator. And our clients loved it. You know, our clients totally appreciated me and my efforts. They they knew who who I was, and they they understood that I came at it with honesty and just with the uh with the highest standard you know valet parking is is something that is very precarious and you cannot go at it any other way so yeah i was able to to um get myself in in this little tiny sliver of an opportunity um i don't know if that makes sense to you but that's basically how it happened yeah, absolutely. There was um, a guest last week that 
shared about um he he basically builds hotels and he was sharing about how valet is like the first impression and the last impression you have when you're in hospitality and i thought about you and i was like that's so true because it's like yeah it's it's the door that opens you into this experience right so totally um, totally someone's called it the the bookends to the event yeah absolutely right and so, like, obviously, you've done very well <laughs> for yourself <laughs> in many facets of business and um, different opportunities. So I want to talk about, like, the elephant in the room, like, COVID-19. Like, it's just kicked the crap out of, like, the event industry, which is, like, what we do. Yep. Uh, so, like, what, like, obviously, who can pre- be prepared for something like this? But, like how i mean you've pivoted in really cool ways and um how have you handled the just month after month of like just getting pounded (laughs) yeah yeah i mean with with all sincerity it's been it's been absolutely brutal um for for the business side of things for me um you know both out of all the things that I do, like I consider the the two things, the valet and the and the DJing, those are kind of like my main, um, uh, my main income sources, right? And both of them are based on, uh, are on 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 events, right? So with with events being completely at a standstill, it's just like, wow, like there's, it's it's dried up entirely. So you know, on a business end, it's been very brutal like that. Um, but there, you know, we did pivot the valet company and we made it a, a moving company, which we basically discontinued because the it, it was just not the same. Um, you know, we did it for a, a couple of months and and it was great. We helped out a bunch of people move and everything, but it was something that we had always the intention just to do for a short period of time. And if for some reason it took off and and proved to be this like really. Um, not necessarily lucrative because it, it, it just needed to cover basically what I wanted to do is create a situation where all of the uh, valet drivers that we've worked so hard to you know procure this amazing team um, to give them an opportunity to continue to work right so um, that was the goal with the pivot and it just didn't it, it didn't provide as much as I would have liked you know, to, to give them consistent amount of work and especially the situation of unemployment right now, right? There's a bunch of people that are on unemployment. And if you um, start generating an income that can hurt your chances in some ways to collect the full unemployment check. So for a lot of people, they prefer just to continue to be on unemployment um, and not take a job. So, you know, I was, I was trying to figure out of situation for them, but it, it just ends up being um, a, a better uh, a better financial decision for them just to stay on un- unemployment. Right. But so um, so for me, yeah, business wise, I fully admit this has been horrible. I mean, luckily we have like our savings pad and all of that, and I did apply for all sorts of um, small business loans, and I was able to get one of them that I'm just kind of carefully sitting on and um and yeah on on the personal side of things um it's just balanced out 
so magically, so serendipitously, because uh, my wife and I had a, a baby um, at the end of January, which was just like a, a month or so before we went into this crazy situation. So um, my life has been entirely dedicated to to the baby, and and also because I have you know time off from work, I've been really going into music again and i've been uh, working on this album that i'm really really excited to share hopefully in the next uh, month or so um yeah so that's that's been my thing yeah (laughs) i'm really excited i mean i've been obviously i have my own moments right with with everything going on there's days where like okay this is the bright side we're still in business yeah. <laughs> and then it's like you think about the what ifs of next year and and all of those things and then you kind of go and do the dark hole and it's this like ping pong thing back and yeah. forth at least for me um but one of the positive things that i foresee after all of this is just art like being just incredible like i really think that there's some like incredible art happening in covid and that's going to be released like your album and just i think i don't know i just have this like it makes me excited to see when all the distractions are you know put aside you're kind of like well now i have time to do this thing that i love and i get to create and I don't know. I mean, obviously it's like yeah. with so much anxiety and all of that, but totally just like isolate that as something really exciting. I, I agree. And, and also just, you know, even, even the slightest shift in our collective mentality about our obsession with, you know, the, the material world and everything. And I, you know, and I say this with all the sensibility to people who are in a really tough situation right now, right, who are having a hard time um, trying to make ends meet, or they have kids that are that are hungry. But I do think that, like, for for a lot of of us going through this, this could be um, an opportunity to, you know, just to slow down and to take a breath and to look at things for for what they are and to kind of reevaluate what's what's important and i think art is definitely something that it's basically like a plant that can grow out of this uh potentially fertile situation right and it could be art or it could be just a little bit of a shift in 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 the way that you live your life and the way that you interact with others and hopefully it could be something that that brings some good because there's definitely a lot of turmoil right right now yeah oh man how have you found if you've found this at all um what have you been doing to sort of get through mentally like those days like do you have like rituals or self-care or like how have you been managing um the through music really music for me is like so therapeutic there there are so many times and, and and obviously my baby the my my boy his name is Ziggy he's just awesome he's the 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 most incredible little sponge of just attention and 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 love and that 
like I said, it's been very um, uh, fortuitous for my wife and I because we we just have him to focus on, right? But like, it's hard it, or to not, or it's hard to pretend like that all this other stuff outside of our home isn't happening, and we we certainly don't. You know, we my wife and I both um, stay very closely in touch with everything that's happened that is happening. Um, we've taken the opportunity to inform ourselves as much as we could. You know, there's tons of great podcasts and and whatnot, uh, and just information out there um, to just be up to date with what's happening in the world, in this country, in our neighborhood. Um, and because of, like I said, all the turmoil, it's it's it, it can be overwhelming, right? It can, it can knock you down. It can punch you in the gut and it and just feel like, like, am I, am I really actually going to cry again over someone or people that I've never met? Um, and for me, uh, I think music has been very therapeutic in that way. Um, you know, just writing songs about, uh, situations that, that you hear and that you see about that, that caused that that emotional reaction in you. I, I think it's just a powerful thing for me to be able to channel it through music, um, and hopefully something that I can share with people uh, to not only uh, raise awareness on on these specific matters, but just raise awareness on on, on the vulnerability we can have to them. You know, there's things that are happening across the world. And, and you can feel distance just, you know, physically from it, but it can really hit you in, in all the, in all the feels. Right. And that's totally okay. I think that's something that's very important that, that people need to embrace the fact that they are human. We are human and that we feel these things for, for our brothers and sisters all across the world. And um, yeah, so mm-hmm. for me, I, I hope that that, is something that I can uh, help spread. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this was so good. Is there anything else, Art, that you feel like impressed to like share with our listeners? Um, that's that that's a a good question because there's there's so much. I think I think the the easiest thing to say to your listeners is. Um, how important kindness is right now um, on all levels, on the teeniest, tiniest level of a, a text to a friend, you know, a video call to mom who, you know, in, in my case, my mom is, is in Mexico and, and, you know, video, video calling with her, like I can see how happy it makes her. And it obviously makes me happy as well, but just um, kindness right now is, is worth gold. And if, people want to um, have an impact on the world, you know, this, this is a very overwhelming time where you can feel like you're helpless to everything that's happening and that you can't cause any kind of change. Uh, but a tiniest bit, you know, act of kindness towards family, friend, or someone that you see at the store or whatever is that grain of salt that, or that grain of sand that, that we need in, in the, uh, in the change bucket. And, so yeah, that's that's just my my message to people is to not forget about kindness, kindness to other people, and kindness to yourself. You know, be nice to yourself because uh, without 
without one, you know, there's there's nothing. So um, got to watch out for yourself and your own health, mental and physical. Yeah, awesome. Oh, thanks, Art. You're the best. You really oh, sure. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to um, more Taylor Swift dance parties at yes. weddings because <laughs> we do that <laughs> and and well yeah it will it will all eventually go back to that i hope <laughs> yeah for sure and we'll be there together and there will be warm embraces to be had and high fives and many yep absolutely really looking forward to it <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, thank you, Art. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day and away from your little boy to talk to us. My pleasure, Carly. Thank you for having me. And uh, I wish you all the success in the world because you you are kind and honest. And that's the kind of people that we need to to put in positions of, of leadership to spread that that honesty and kindness and, and just overall bossy bossy attitude right the, the change in bossy attitude from being a negative connotation to a super awesome one and empowering one which you are thank you i that's that's why i call it bossy class because <laughs> women deserve to have a voice in the business space and so often we don't Absolutely. Um, get heard so i really i love that you're on my team and i'm on yours too so 100 percent This podcast is edited and published by the Primary Pedal Studios, written and hosted by Carly Ray Williams. Show notes are located at our website, carlyrayweddings.com forward slash bossy class. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, rate and review us. Sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and bonus episodes. Thanks for joining us as we scale the mountain of success. This is Bossy Class.